Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Who wants some, some summer to start coming or even autumn? Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone who isn't here this morning is putting up their hand online. But uh, I know we do have, you know, a lot of uh, Karen's still recovering and a lot of other people still recovering. But, uh, but I'd love us just to, we're going to pray for John and Chris Steele this morning. So I'd love us just to join together as, as church family and just pray for them this morning. So Lord, we bring... John and Chris, before you this morning, we pray, Lord, that you would surround them right now, that you would cover her body with your power and your presence and your touch. And Lord, we pray that you would release heaven in their home. Lord, that you would release your spirit, that you would come and move in ways that only you can. We release your miracle working power. We release your life this morning. Lord, we agree and stand together as as their extended family. Lord, we pray blessing upon their family. We pray you would pour out your love upon their family, your strength, your faith and your life, that you would visit them. You would visit them this very week, Lord Jesus. And we pray for miracles from your hand as only you can release, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness, and we stand with them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Be praying for them this week uh, for healing over over Chris's body, and uh, and there's there's others in our community that need prayer as well. So uh, it's one of those things sometimes we're uh, more alive to the need in our region and in our community. Uh, But uh, Karen and I are certainly feeling challenged Again, about praying and, and taking ground and uh, just seeking the Lord for everything he has and for who he is. And so um, it's, it's one of those things we'll, we'll be sharing on in the coming weeks. And, and I know God's been speaking specifically to Karen about some things which will help lead us deeper into his heart. So, um, yeah. So everyone, are you alive this morning? That's good. That's good. That's the crow's barracas right there. Something happened yesterday, didn't it? I mean, <laughs> never in doubt. It was for me. I've been doubting all year. So I know I, know, I make that public. But anyway, it's Tex Walker. He's, he's just rejuvenated, isn't he? He is. Anyway, so this morning I want to I wanna share on impartation. A lot of you... That word impartation will, um, you know, bring up thoughts of, of, of certain acts of maybe people laying on of hands, and, and I want to talk about that as well. But I was reminded in the last couple of weeks um, about the power of impartation on us. And impartation happens in so many different ways. It's not just the impartation of, of someone laying on of hands and imparting something physically. That's definitely... An, a, a physical thing that happens and God moves in that way. But I want to encourage us this morning that each one of us needs regular impartation. Regular impartation. This morning during worship, you would have received an impartation. 
If you didn't, you're dead. (laughs) Because God was moving this morning and speaking this morning and doing something this morning through his spirit of worship. Now, logically, you can't explain that. You can't scientifically map out what happens during worship, but there is a release of God's heart in worship that is an impartation. It's an impartation. And all you have to do is just open the door of your heart and he releases an impartation. And it happens sometimes without us even noticing it. If you've ever hung around a person who hangs out with Jesus, a good person who knows Jesus, you will receive an impartation. You'll come away from them and you'll go, I feel a little bit different. Now, the reverse happens as well. If you hang around people who have a negative spirit, a critical spirit, or, or a doubting spirit, or they're always questioning, skeptical, and always bringing things you know, to a lower level, a, a glass half empty, you'll come away from them with an impartation of negativity. And so it works in both ways. And I want to remind you, or maybe even encourage you, this week, spend Quality time around people who will impart goodness into you, who will impart faith into you. Maybe if you're watching YouTube clips, watch some good stuff that will impart some good stuff into you. Listen to podcasts that will put good stuff into you. While we're away, I was listening to some podcasts and I was just just reminded, I was listening to a couple of, of, of some who were going through some real challenges right now and they were just blessing the Lord and honoring the Lord even in that. And I was thinking, wow, that uh, I'm feeling encouraged by that. And so an impartation can be the smallest little drop. And you never know when you're giving an impartation to someone else as well. But it's biblical. I want to start in uh, 2 Timothy 1.6, where Paul is saying to Timothy, to the disciples at the time, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the gift, the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. This is a specific thing. Paul imparted by the laying on of hands, he imparted the spirit. He imparted the gift of the spirit. And then later here, he's saying, I remind you to fan into flame. Therefore, we humans dry up pretty quickly, don't we? We dry up. Our spirits dry up. What are you feeding on? What are you pouring into your spirit? What are you putting in? Because it makes a big difference to what impartation we're receiving. Are we receiving faith from people who are believers, who are life givers? Or are we receiving doubts and questions and skepticism and negativity from those who will want to bring down truth? In this world, I believe there's never been so much confusion as there is right now. It is just rife, isn't it? And it's, it is, it's crazy. It's weird. I mean, like I've said before, who knows in 10, 15 years what is going to be our reality or what's going to be real? I mean, you know, I don't know. Who knows what they're going to come up with next? But... There are so many false realities that are pretending to be realities right now that we need to make sure we are feeding ourselves and imparting into our spirits good spiritual food. Good spiritual food. Because there's enough crazy stuff out there to just make you doubt everything, question everything. So this is why Paul says, remember that gift. 
Remember that time when you received the Holy Spirit. Remember your salvation. Remember that time when someone laid hands on you and received a gift from him, a gift from the Father. Remember that, but not only remember it, fan into flames. Fan it into flame. You're going to need to because the world will dry it up quickly. The television will dry it up quickly. The world out there, university, every sector of society will dry up our spirit unless we are feeding on him. Are you with me this morning? Awesome. That's good. Romans 1.11, for I long to visit you so that I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. Or in another version, it actually says that I can impart some spiritual gift. Again, Paul saying here clearly that impartation is an occurrence that happens by us activating our faith. Whatever you're going through this week, I can guarantee you if you're a human and you're alive and you're like most of us, there will be small challenges, maybe big challenges that you will need to fan into flame that gift that you received at the laying on of hands. It doesn't just happen miraculously every single morning. When you wake up, you just feel like, worshipping and giving praise all day long and you're just on a cloud. Most of us, we are walking through challenges. We're walking through doubts and fears and there's good stuff as well. There's all sorts of things we celebrate. But life has tension as part of it, doesn't it? And so we have to activate that faith. I think I'm reminded here when Paul just talking about impartation, talking about this, and Paul talks about running the race that we would finish well. I think there's, there's three steps to acknowledging the power of impartation. The first one is the fact that impartation does happen. It's just recognizing it. And, and even this morning, we're receiving an impartation of his word. We're receiving an impartation. So the first thing is that, that receiving of impartation. The second thing is being aware of it. When we're actually aware of it, we're actually acknowledging it. We're honoring the impartation. We're honoring the word of God. We're, maybe we're honoring the gift in someone else who's bigger and bolder and has more faith than us. We, we honor that and we receive an impartation from them. I was listening to a podcast uh, this week where a great um, leader uh, rang up another leader and said, uh, you know, I, I really need to, to come and receive an impartation from you and I. I, I, it just clicked something for me. I'm like, wow, sometimes you've got to go after it. Sometimes you've got to go after it. And it, I don't know about you, but it's one of those things that I've had a, um, a sponge mentality most of my life. Let me explain that because I heard a whole lot of, you know, just open minds thinking, what on earth is that? A sponge mentality. I get around people who are bigger, bolder, more wise or wiser, stronger, have more faith or more success or whatever it is, and I sponge off them. I've done it most of my life, actually, I've recognized. Um, I've done it in business, done it in ministry, and it's something that we, we carry throughout our lives. Whenever we see someone who's got something that we need, we get around them. We fly interstate or overseas to get around them. Because we know that we need to receive an impartation from them. Now, sometimes, in fact, more often than not, these people have no idea that we're chasing them down. Uh, 
But a lot of times, particularly in, in business and in ministry, I, I, I can remember even just saying to Karen, I, I just got to go and just get around that person. And, uh, and so you book a plane ticket, head off, and the person will have no idea, or maybe I send a text, or maybe I try and tee something up. And, um, and it's that act of obedience and hunger that God honors. Sometimes nothing magical really happens in particular, but let me tell you, God honors your hunger. He honors your hunger. And even if you don't feel anything, God will honor your faith. Get around hungry people. Get around faith-filled people. Because this world will try and snuff you out. Try and dampen your faith. Try and make you question God's reality. But if you get around people who know Jesus and are hungry for Him, it will increase what God has put on your life, and it'll increase that impartation. So awareness is really, really important. Acknowledge the impartation. And then the third thing is activate it. Activate it. When we've realized, okay, there's been an impartation this morning, just God, fresh worship came into this place. Do you agree with me this morning? Awesome. Awesome. More than the crow's barracas. That's getting better. Getting better. An awareness. I'm bringing an awareness. You're bringing an awareness. God, your presence, your power. Just sometimes acknowledging that he is here among us. You know what I've noticed over the years? He does an increase. He just, just acknowledging him, just by acknowledging him, brings an increase in his presence. And you might be sitting there going, well, how does that happen? I have no idea. There's so many mysteries that when we get to heaven, we're going to get answered. But by acknowledging, being aware of him brings an increase. And then we activate. We fan into flame. So it might look like this week, you reminding yourself, wow, Sunday was great. Or maybe hanging around that person last week, I received an impartation of faith, of goodness. Or maybe reading your devotional or reading the word of God or something received an impartation of something, write it down, be aware of it, honor the impartation, and then activate it. Do something about it. And when we do something about it, it multiplies. It multiplies. And so there's a power of impartation that I believe we really need. Again, that's why I believe the Bible says don't give up worshiping together because we need you. We need you. We need you. <laughs> we need your faith. We need your worship. We need your gift. We need your oil poured out in the temple of praise. We need your, your honor that you bring a sacrifice of praise because every gift is holy to him. Every worship is, is worthy of him. Every song, every prayer, doesn't matter how down you're feeling, how weak you're feeling, how sinful you're feeling, you bring it to the altar of praise and it goes up as an offering to him. And that's what we did this morning. And so I want to encourage you this morning that whatever you may have received from him, be aware of it, acknowledge it. I want to encourage you, to remember those times in your life where you've received an impartation, a specific impartation from him. And it may be a, a tangible release of his presence. It may be when you've heard his word stronger and clearer than ever before. 
Uh, and if you're feeling like, well, that I'm, I'm out of those two things. I've never really felt his presence powerfully and I've never really heard his voice. You know, there's a lot of people who have done great and marvelous things on the earth throughout history who have never felt powerful encounters or heard earthquake voices of the Lord. But out of obedience and love, they've served him. Out of obedience and love, they've served him. And they've obeyed him, they've followed his word, they've honoured him, and they've acted on it. And they're probably right now receiving great reward. Because if we can do it, when we're not feeling awakened and revival power from heaven, I mean, how easy would it be to worship him if there were miracles just breaking out left, right and centre this morning? Everyone would be worshipping. Everyone would be worshipping. I mean, everyone. (laughs) It's easy then, but what about now? What about now? It's, it's in the now time. It's in the now and the not yet that we get to activate our faith. That we get to say, Lord, I'm going to worship you even though I'm not feeling it. I'm going to honor you with a sacrifice of praise even though I'm not seeing the fruit of all the stuff I'm believing. I'm not seeing the evidence. I'm not seeing this stuff. I'm not feeling your presence. I'm not doing all this stuff. All this great stuff that I believe isn't evidencing. But by faith, by faith, I'm going to believe. And if we will stand on his word, if we will stand on his truth, and we will activate that faith, let me tell you, it's powerful. Impartation is really powerful. I want to give you an example. Can I give you a motocross example? Is that okay this morning? That's the best response I've had all morning. I, um, a few months ago, I had a little fall off one of our jumps at home. And um, I was getting a bit keen on one of our small bikes. And I, I came off and I hurt my shoulder. And um, Karen's probably you know, looking going, yeah, well, you're too old for this stuff anyway. But... Anyway, I came off, hurt my shoulder, and, you know, it was a few months I could feel this thing. I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I am getting too old. But so this particular jump, and, you know, Bay rides motocross as well, and he's flipping over this thing. Well, not flipping, he's flying over this thing every day all the time. And I, I, I got really, really, um, what's the word, just, just weirded out by this thing, okay? Like it was, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And so for a few months, I've been looking down at this thing. And uh, yesterday, we got back on after being away for a while and got back on. Bay's flying over the thing again. And, and uh, he's like, come on, Dad, you got to do this thing. And I'm, I'm weirded out again. I'm freaked out by this thing. And, um, and so, you know, I'm riding past it. Okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it this time. No, go around. Gonna do, and Bay's looking on his bike, shaking his head. And um, so I'm going going past it again, and about 20 or 30 times, I went, finally did it, and it was fine, you know, a little rusty. Um, But here's the moral of the story. Get around people who know how to jump better than you do. Get around people who impart a positive spirit into your spirit. There's, There's nothing worse than critical people. People who want to bring down and criticize all the time. I make it my life's mantra to avoid people like that. I'm sorry, I do. Because I've found that it's poison to my spirit. And I don't want to drink poison. And I don't want to be a critical person myself. 
And so I've learned that if I don't want to be a critical person myself, I have to shut out the noise. I have to, I can't be around that because I don't want it in my spirit. And I know that the enemy can jump on that and I can become critical myself. So I've had to, I've had to take an axe to that thing. You've ever had to take an axe to something, a weakness in your life? Judgments and criticism, they're my two. I have to take a chainsaw to them and make sure that they are not a part of my thinking, not a part of my life, because if I let them in, then they're a weakness. Some people it's doubt. Some people it's fear. Some people it's self-sabotage. Some people it's self-doubt. Some people it's judging, comparison, whatever it might be. Take a chainsaw to those things. Do not let those voices into your spirit. Because we, we, we live in a day and age that we, we must be ruthless with this stuff if we really want to see his kingdom come. If we really want to see his kingdom come, it's going to take steps that we haven't taken in the past. Because in the past, it's the past, but we haven't seen the breakthrough that we're really wanting, have we? And so I want to encourage you this morning. I want the worship team to come up, actually. And I'm going to finish by reading from Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Acts 4, 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. This is critical. This is critical because this is you and me. This is you and me. Why don't you stand this morning? They recognize that they had been with Jesus. You and I make an impact on the people around us when we've been with Jesus. For a very functional, producing type of person like myself, it's I have to undo some of my thinking regularly. Wow. <laughs> I have to undo some of my thinking regularly. When I begin to think that if I'm going to spend an hour or two with the Lord, I'd, I'd, love, to see some, I'd love to see something from that hour or two. Because what's really going to happen anyway, you know? I need to, I need to see something happen from that. And, and I, sometimes I get a little disappointed. But let me tell you, and I encourage myself in this, when you've been with Jesus, He does stuff. When you've been with Jesus, it might happen weeks later. Weeks later. Weeks later, he begins to speak. I know for me, sometimes weeks later, I'll have a dream or, or something from him will just drop in my spirit. And I'll think, wow, where did that come from? That came from left field. That, that came in from an angle I wasn't expecting. That's because I've been with Jesus. I want to encourage you, whatever you're walking through, whatever you're believing for, whatever you're doing in your life right now, be with Jesus. Be with Jesus because that's where your breakthrough is. That's where your miracle is. That's where your answer to the prayer is. That's where your fresh new anointing lies. That's where that very thing that you've been asking Him for for years, it's with Him. It's with Jesus. And when you've been with Jesus, everything else can wash away and you're still doing the right thing. 
Everything else in your life can maybe be chaotic, but it doesn't matter because you've been with Jesus. And if we can be a people that have been with Jesus, then maybe, just maybe, our community will recognize us as ones who have been with Jesus. Let's lift our hands and just spend a minute with Jesus. Can we do that together this morning as Harvest Church family? One voice, one voice, one family, one tribe, one people who just want to be with Jesus. We don't even know the right recipe. We don't know the right formula. We don't even know the right theology sometimes. And we get it wrong as many times as we get it right. But if we can be with Jesus, we're on the right track. So we say, Jesus, we want to be with you. We want to be with you right now, this morning. We give you worship. If you've been away from Jesus or maybe you don't know him, all you have to do is connect with him, your heart with his heart right now. I encourage you just in this moment, connect with him. If you've never given your life to Jesus, just lay it down and give your life to Him. Give your all to Him. If you've been away from Him, then reconnect with Him right now. There's no better time. There's no better place. Or maybe you've realized you've just got tired and weary and disappointed as most of us do. His words got dry. Time with Him's got dry. Right now, reconnect with Him. I do. We reconnect with you as a house, as a church, as a people. Jesus, we want to be with you. We want to be with you, Jesus. We want to be with you. We prioritize you, Jesus. And we ask that you would come and walk into our midst. Walk into our midst, walk into our homes, our bedrooms, our workplaces, our living rooms. And we say, come and speak and move as only you can. We prioritize you, Jesus. We prioritize Jesus. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. We put aside every doubt. We put aside every criticism. We put aside every negativity. We put aside every other thing other that is not of your kingdom. You might need to forgive someone this morning. You might need to let go of pride. You might need to let go of judgments and other stuff that's got in the way. Let it go this morning. It's holding you back. I know it's held me back. So Lord, we forgive those who have hurt us. We forgive those. We don't expect anything from them. We don't even need to go and tell them we've forgiven them because that's us getting our own righteous gratification out of it. We just lay it down humbly before the foot of Jesus. We forgive them. We give them the gift of grace. If you're harboring unforgiveness this morning, let me tell you, one of the greatest ways you can be healed of sickness, of particularly back pain I've noticed over the years, is let go of hurts and forgive. 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 Give them the gift of grace. Lord, pour out your irresistible grace upon us. Pour out your irresistible power 
upon us this morning. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you. We need you. Yeah, let's sing his name this morning together for a minute.